0: everybody and welcome to Death Star Radio. My name is Christopher Howley alongside my co-pilot, Lauren Zeno Estrada. Zeno, we're coming off of the possibly the biggest Mandalorian episode yet. Spoilers ahead because I'm about to say a big spoiler. The live action reveal of Ahsoka Tano. How are you doing, Zeno?
1: Oh, I'm still recovering from all the amazing things that we saw in Chapter 13, but... I'm doing good. School is wrapping up for both of us, so that's nice. We get to fully enjoy The Mandalorian now, but, but I'm good. I'm glad to hear it. Yes, like
0: you said, school's wrapping up for us. Not to uh, brag a little bit or anything, but we're both graduating in a week, which is huge. You just love to see it. We're going to be able to watch The Mandalorian without having to worry about finals. Well, I mean, you don't have to anymore. I still do. I got one on Friday. But last week biggest episode of the Mandalorian in my opinion. It took us a little couple of days to digest plus with finals we got to it a little bit late but you know give everybody a rundown of what happened and we'll talk through it because you know we did we did an episode for the first four episodes of the Mandalorian. It tells you a lot that we're doing one episode for this episode 5 of season 2. I'm forgetting the chapter number that's why I'm not saying it. Um but it it just says a lot that we're doing a podcast just for this episode
1: so why don't you take it away and give us a little bit of a rundown absolutely i thought it was uh before i go into the rundown i thought it was pretty cool how you know we spent thanksgiving with our families and then you and me both uh, called each other and we watched the episode and there were plenty of there were plenty of emotions plenty of screams the screams on my part But um, it was a lot of fun just watching that episode uh, with you as we've been doing uh, for all of season two. So just uh, just a little shout out. I appreciate watching all these episodes with you. And uh, it's definitely a highlight of my week. So but into chapter 13 of The Mandalorian titled The Jedi, Uh, we get right into it. There was no wait for Ahsoka. She starts the episode off. She's played by Rosario Dawson and she fights off multiple guards and she wants to speak with uh, the Magistrate. Her name is Morgan Elsbeth. And she has some information that Ahsoka is trying to find. Uh, so that's kind of like our our prologue into it. And Din arrives on Corvus. This is a planet that Bo-Katan sent him to to find Ahsoka. He goes to the city of Kaladin. And he speaks with the Magistrate who offers him a staff of pure Beskar. If, she, if he is to kill uh, Ahsoka who has been, as she says it, Plaguing her. So Din leaves the city and he goes looking for Ahsoka. And he's walking through this forest. Bo-Katan said it was the forest, uh, mo- the fourth moon of Kaladin, something like that. And uh this setting is just it's a completely burnt-down forest. Um, and everything around it is dead. But Din is looking for Ahsoka with the child. Um, and you can see Morai which I thought was a pretty cool Easter egg. You know, she's Um, the embodiment of the daughter and the owl is there or Mariah is there on the uh, one of the trees and that's when Ahsoka comes and they both fight for a little and Mando raises his gun to her and says Bo-Katan sent me and that's when Ahsoka kind of, she points out the child and she's like I hope it's about him so Mando is kind of off to the side, he's that worried father which I, I love all of the father vibes that Mando gave off this episode but He's just waiting. Ahsoka and uh, the child are just they're kind of sitting there in silence but they both understand each other and that's when Mando goes to them and he asks if Ahsoka and him are speaking and that's when Ahsoka reveals that the child's name is Grogu and she gives us a whole, she gives us like an exposition dump on Grogu saying that he used to live at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and he was trained by multiple masters but when the Empire rose to power, somebody helps them escape, which I would assume means Order 66. And she, all, Ahsoka also mentions that she knows one other being like Rogu, that being Yoda, as his theme plays into the background. So what did you think about all of that information? That well, like you said, us? you know,
0: we were, I think everyone that had been following the Mandalorians and had been following... Star Wars news for a while. We knew Ahsoka was going to be in this show. We knew she was going to be in this episode specifically, which only made Thanksgiving better. Don't get me wrong. Thanksgiving was good to spend time with family and all, but to know that we were going to get possibly one of, I mean, one of my favorite characters in Star Wars in live action for the first. I mean, let's say it's a nice cherry on top. Um, It was, you know, I think that cold, I mean, I guess it's not really a cold open. I mean, maybe it is Um, where those troopers are shooting at something. And then all of a sudden she shows up with the white lightsabers and there's no music. I just love it. It's like everything's so stealthy. And then she's, you know, she's playing the, like the assassin role that really, I mean, it just kind of shows how mature Ahsoka is now because some of the last times we saw her, Over the Clone Wars, I mean, obviously in Rebel, she was a little bit obviously more mature. But in Clone Wars, I mean, she was always the person learning how to be patient and learning how to hold back. And here she is being patient, Mm -hmm. taking out a group of soldiers that she's clearly outnumbered by, by following and playing to her strengths. So I thought that was a really cool... Um idea a lot of people said that it might have been a little bit out of ahsoka's character, honestly, this whole episode they said it was. I think it's a little bit much to say that um but just going on her appearance, she looks phenomenal. I get it they couldn't they couldn't make that correct me if I'm wrong here's you know are they called montrals? okay. Yes,
1: Montrose. And, and they are, yes. as the point you're going to make, they are shorter. Yes, they're shorter because they you, you just can't do all those series. stunts in, How- in Rebels.
0: Unfortunately, you can't. I feel like if that's your biggest concern, then they still did a phenomenal job. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I can't harp on this. That beginning scene with Ahsoka is just so well made. Where they do a good job of not only she's hiding from the She's hiding from us until they finally reveal her with her two lightsabers and they show her face after the magistrate's like, show yourself, Jedi. You know, it's she's hiding from the audience as well until that very minute. And that's when you finally get your first good look at her and you're like, oh, my goodness, Ahsoka Tano. What were you thinking, Zeno, when, when that happened? Because I, I could hear your reaction. I couldn't see your face. I'm assuming it was lit up.
1: Absolutely. Oh my God. It was just, it felt like such a payoff for uh, myself and obviously for you as well, as I'm assuming that a character that we've, that we grew up with um, and that we saw in Clone Wars, that we saw in Rebels, such a important character that not a lot of people outside of like diehard Star Wars fans knew. The fact that she made her entrance into live action um, in such a badass way, I just... It was incredible. I really liked the uh, little scene where she cuts, um, she cuts the tree and she uses the part that uh, she cuts off and throws it at one of the soldiers and the rest of the tree just falls right down and then it collapses. I thought that was such a cool little detail. Um, But yeah, just seeing Ahsoka in live action, uh, like what she said, I thought Rosario Dawson played the part amazing. And I also thought she looked amazing. I was a little skeptical on the voice but um I as the episode went on, I warmed up to it and uh, by the end I, I really enjoyed it. I like the detailing on her as well. Um seeing kind of that her mantras have like wrinkles to them. You can tell that she's older, that she's more weathered, um, and that she's been around the galaxy for quite some time. But yeah, I thought Ahsoka was great. Um and maybe we'll see her again, but but yeah, I thought she I thought she was phenomenal. And to continue on Uh, with the recap she decides to test Grogu's abilities in the morning and she sees that Grogu and Mando have developed a bit of a a, they've developed a very strong connection and that she or that Grogu sees Mando as a father figure when he asks Grogu to use the force to take the um, that little ball that's on the razor crest for one of the uh, switches so she's She's worried and she, she gives us such a great uh, little Easter egg when she says that Grogu has a lot of fear and a lot of anger and that she's seen what that can do to a fully trained Jedi Knight. And she says to the best of us, which you and me both, Chris, were like, oh, my God, like she's talking about Anakin. And you can tell that that's that still hurts her significantly. Good little Easter egg there. That's when Mando reveals that the magistrate sent him to kill Ahsoka and that he'll liberate the city with her if she trains Grogu. So they go into the city, and they do what they need to do. Kind of a bit of a, once again, we're going into that side quest uh, territory. And the Magistrate and Ahsoka duel. And after Ahsoka Bester, obviously, because she's Ahsoka, she asks the Magistrate, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn, which is just the biggest Bomb that Dave Filoni could have dropped on us. I thought it was incredible. I screamed, um, but it was just well. Such I a thought bomb. that was what did you think amazing, about that?
0: and I feel like we should talk about that in its entirety. But I feel like we should work our way to there. I don't want to harp on it too much. Grogu, cool name for for the child. Um, I think everyone's still going to call him Baby Yoda, but it's cool that we have a name now. Grogu. Um, it is really adorable that every time Mando says Grogu, his he does the little baby noise and looks up at him. That is, that's that's pretty adorable. I'll admit that. Um, but if we're, if we're moving on, I think we should take some time to talk about Grogu's past on how, um, Ahsoka, when she talks to him in like, you know, through the force, uh, she finds out that he, he was at the Jedi temple when order 66 happened. Or, I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah. And, uh, she i think dave Filoni plants a seed there he goes somebody took him from the temple he wouldn't have, she wouldn't have said that if we're not going to find out who that is at some point we we have to know who that somebody is we just do who, i mean what what's your right off the bat here you know what's your theory
1: how do you think he got it out of there i think it's i think it's jo Castanoon, the librarian of the Jedi Temple, who is also a Jedi and is also Force-sensitive. Um, I think she, from what we've seen from Clone Wars, and I believe she's also in the prequels, uh, just kind of as a background character, but I think what we see from Clone Wars is that she, she kind of knows everybody. Um, she knows all the Jedi, and I think as Order 66 is happening, because we've seen her in other um, canonical works, uh, specifically comic books, um, after Order Sixty Six, so she is a Jedi who survived. Um, I think she realizes that you know Anakin's kind of going on a bit of a killing spree, and she's going to do her best to save um, whoever she finds. And it just so happened to be this. See, she I finds, don't. My theory is uh, not as but outlandish as you? that. I'll be honest with you.
0: I mean, not saying that yours is outlandish because, like you said, she did survive. So there is a good chance she grabbed Grogu. Um, I think Grogu just remained hidden throughout the whole process of Order 66 and um, Obi-Wan and Yoda found him at the Jedi Temple and just like every mm-hmm. other Jedi, he was, they put, they've uh, made Grogu go into hiding. I I don't think it's too elaborate. I mean, it knowing Star Wars, it probably will be, but I kind of like the idea that maybe Obi-Wan and and Yoda found Grogu, and we're like, "Hey, we need to we need to hide this little guy because he's not going to be a fully trained Jedi until after we're gone, whether we get killed or not." You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a pretty solid theory, and I think um, that's something that could be further explained potentially in the upcoming Obi One Disney Plus series. Um, that would. You know, if they don't want to have another uh, exposition dump in terms of like who saved him or like a flashback scene in the Mandalorian, that's definitely something that they could go back to in the Obi wan series. Um, it would make a lot of sense that Yoda goes back to to get him because <laughs> Grogu is his son. But um, just joking there. That that's Yoda and Yaddle's baby, as many people have theorized. But I think that's highly unlikely. I'm just hoping yeah, he's not related a, because, you know, we saw thing. what
0: happened with The Rise of Skywalker, with Rey being related to Palpatine. Let's just have uh, Grogu be his own guy, you know? It'll make the I most sense. Agree. And it, it, it'll make I am excited. I want to see it, an it order does. with Grogu running around or something or trying to get out of there, you know? Well, that sounds terrible. It sounds like I want to see the Jedi Temple just getting absolutely obliterated. And little little guy running around. I do want to see how he gets out of there. And I hope we get to see it in a flashback scene, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, and then you know she mentions Yoda, and you know I think you sent me this video on t- on Twitter, or you know believe it or not, the the treasured platform that is TikTok. Um, there's that that little thing where where Grogu's falling asleep. I, I you know I've gotten used to calling him Grogu now that I think about it. Sorry, I had to bring that up. Grogu's sitting there, and he closed- and he's falling asleep. And Ahsoka says, "I've only seen one other species like this, and that's uh, a wise master named Yoda." And he opens his eyes, and he looks at her. She smiles and kind of nods, and he kind of looks down in sadness. And it's almost like she told him that Yoda passed away. You know, because I like to think Ahsoka's probably been in contact with Yoda since his passing because her and her and Yoda always had a weird, like kind of like good relationship. And I like to think that he visited her after his passing at some point, like as a force ghost and she, she knows he passed and now baby Yoda does or Grogu, as I said that I can call him Grogu now Um, as Grogu did or knows now. And I think that was a really touching scene, if you look back at it, because they clearly cut to Ahsoka and Grogu's face during that scene. Like, there's definitely some
1: communication happening there. Yeah, and upon the first watch, that's not something that you would catch. It would only be in, in like, a, <laughs> a post-watch breakdown, where you'd see something like that. So, I yeah, I thought that was that was a really nice touch uh, by Dave Filoni. And you bringing that up, saying that Yoda... Uh, potentially visited Ahsoka. That's something that I didn't uh, think about. What I thought was um, Ahsoka would know of his passing because she came in contact with potentially Luke. Um, maybe they crossed paths at some point uh, before this. Um, that seems a little bit unlikely, uh, given the fact, you know, at the end of this recap, when when Ahsoka tells Mando to go to Tython, you would think that she would just say, if she knew Luke, um, go find Luke Skywalker. But, um, but yeah, maybe she did. Maybe Yoda did visit Ahsoka. Um, maybe Ahsoka has access to uh, the world in between worlds, which is something that we've seen in Star Wars Rebels. So it could even go um, as deep as that. But yeah, that was, a, that was that's a good point. And to end the recap, I do. Um, Mando is getting ready to say goodbye to Grogu after they liberate the city, and Ahsoka tells Mando that she can't train him, but to take him to the planet Tython, which has the ruins of an ancient Jedi temple, and to put him on the scene Stone, where he can determine his path, and if he does connect with the Force, a Jedi could potentially seek him out if he senses the connection to the Force, and Mando goes on his way as the music crescendos, and Ahsoka leaves, and I thought that was... um, a perfect ending to Ahsoka. I don't know if we're going to see her for the rest of um, this season, let alone this series. It seemed that they set up the Rebel sequel series that has been rumored uh, pretty well. Um, but I just thought the the ending with the music... You know, Ahsoka I thought it was perfect. Away, I think that brings up a good perfect. idea what with the Rebel you?
0: sequel series. And that's, this is where we can kind of break down the whole Grand Admiral Thrawn thing. So, the, you know, the rumors have been floating around on Twitter that say you know feloni's he hasn't confirmed but he, that the mandalorian episode could possibly take place prior to the epilogue of star wars rebels where sabine and ahsoka go to try and find ezra so this could just be part of you know ahsoka talks to the magistrate Finds out where Grand Admiral Thrawn is, or at least a destination, and she goes and gets Sabine, and that's where, like... Because it looks like they know where they're headed, you know, at the end of Rebels. It looks like, it looks like they have a set, like, we're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, like, so, like, they have a lead, and I think this is where they get that lead. So, personally, I know a lot of people think this is, cra- is going to happen, but I don't think we see Thrawn in live action... I think Filoni just set up this, the Rebels prequel se- or sequel series, and I hope that's not in live action. I hope that's in animation because that's where it truly belongs. And, I mean, I wouldn't say no to a, a live action Thrawn. You know that. But I just I don't see it in the cards. You know, I really don't. With Moff Gideon being the big bad, I just don't see it in the cards. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, it's very hard to introduce such a uh big character, also a villain in Grand Admiral Throne when we've barely seen Moff Gideon to begin with. I feel like he's been in less than fifteen minutes of of Mandalorian that we've that we've gotten across thirteen chapters. But um I do think that this is uh, a setup for that rebel sequel series, and hopefully it'll be animated. Hopefully it'll also be in the uh, Rebels animation because the Clone Wars animation and the Rebels animation are are different. Um, I would like for it to remain in that Rebels animation. I I didn't like it at first, but I I grew to actually love it. But but yeah, to to add with Grand Animal Thrawn, um, that epilogue is so I've I've seen the epilogue ever since Dave Filoni talked about that, and. It, it does make sense if this is, if Ahsoka goes to Sabine um, after this episode, because Sabine says that she spe- that she spends her time on Lothal protecting uh, the citizens uh, of where Ezra was from, because he cared about them so much, and she thought that that was her mission after Ezra disappeared, but she realizes that her mission is actually to go find him. And Ahsoka just shows up, and she's like, come on, like we're gonna go find him now, and I thought that it was interesting that Ahsoka said, uh, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Because wherever Grand, or at least in my opinion, wherever Grand Admiral Thrawn is, that's where Ezra is. Because they were both in that Star Destroyer when when the uh, Pergol, which are uh, space travel whales, essentially, essentially like take them into the end of the series. So I thought it was pretty interesting that she said that. And if the Magistrate does have some form of communication with Grand Admiral Thrawn. That tells me that um, Grand Admiral Thrawn somehow got separated from Ezra along the way. Because why would he be reaching out to the Magistrate when he's still with Ezra? I don't know why Ezra would allow that. I'm definitely getting in the in in the weeds on this, but I just thought. It was well, I think that what is where what is important and what isn't Admiral talked Thrawn. about
0: enough is, you know. Ezra basically sacrificed himself when they went. Well, first of all, <laughs> we're going to get a little specific here. They jumped to light speed, and the tentacles of the light speed whales are in the bridge, which means they would have actually died. But it's Star Wars, so they didn't die. Um, yeah. So they jumped to light speed. What I don't think people are talking about is Ezra is now on a Star Destroyer. With a bunch of Imperial people that want to stop him. So he probably gets captured. So, and I know, you know, Mm -hmm. half of the episodes of Rebels is Ezra and Kanan getting captured and breaking out. But, um, you know, maybe he gets captured and Thrawn keeps him. You know, and Thrawn now is starting to build a little bit of his own separate fleet, starting with the magistrate as one of his like his allies, I would say. And because she, cause remember she helped build the imperial fleet, as Ahsoka said. Um, maybe that's what he <clears throat> decided to do, and he has Ezra in like in captivity or something. Or you know, I don't think they would kill Ezra off screen, but I mean, you could always throw that possibility out there but i don't think the clear here i don't think he was like oh we jumped to light speed i'm all good they co- they come out of light speed he's still on an imperial star destroyer with thousands
1: of imperial troops yeah and a- another big question that i have is is what is thrawn's endgame? because i don't i don't think thrawn is um as connect well, Chris, I have to ask you this question as we're recording this podcast. Do you mind if I drop a little spoiler? Go right ahead. Thrawn I'm pretty Treason sure I've already to read it. Reading on. Okay. Well, in at the end of Thrawn Treason well, the entirety of the Thrawn book trilogy by Timothy Zahn is that toward the end, Thrawn he's not really fully committed to the Empire because he still has He's still committed to the chist Ascendancy, which uh, is a species. They're his people. He, he's kind of kind of being pulled between two sides on, on who to choose. And it's revealed that at the end of Thrawn Treason, um, after his failure in not capturing Ezra and Canaan and Hera and Zeb, Sabine, all of them, that he's going to be killed by the Emperor if he ends up going back to Coruscant. And he's saved by Ezra, essentially. Because if he were the fail on Lothal, he was gonna go get executed by the Emperor. So I don't think that Thrawn is fully in with the Empire. But what is he still doing around if he's if Ahsoka still, you know, wants to see him and if the magistrate is, is still working with him. So that leads me to believe that potentially Thrawn is is amassing his own fleet. Uh, maybe he's kinda of, you know, he's gonna be this new army, or maybe he's trying to build a fleet for the Chis Ascendancy. But I think i I'd put my I money what the, on the – he's, he's up building to what a fleet for the Chiss Ascendancy, and he's gone back to
0: them, fully fledged himself because soon after he was taken from – or like you said, at Treason, where if he goes back to Coruscant I, – I had read that part, so it's kind of spoiled for me already um, – that if he goes back to Coruscant, he, he will end up getting murdered by the Emperor. You know, then the Empire falls. And he disappeared. So the emperor has every mm-hmm. intention to think he's dead. The empire falls. And so maybe Thrawn has no ties with Ezra. And he goes, Ezra, you can stick around and help us out, or you can just go do your own thing. Cause you know, Thrawn's a very strategic guy. You know, his, it's almost like his, his calming and willing to work with his enemies is his, is the part that makes him terrifying. You know what I mean? So there's a good chance maybe Mm -hmm. that he said, hey, Ezra, like, but they're so far out in the unknown regions that Ezra doesn't know how to get home. If that makes any sense.
1: So he that or he's stuck stuck out there in the unknown regions,
0: doing stuck doing something else like he gave up trying to come back. So, yeah, or or he created so like his own on life his own, on another planet because he just, just couldn't his... find a way back. But I mean, that's hard to believe, you know. With Ezra's fight, you know, he'd probably want to get back, but I could see him sticking with Thrawn, you know, if Thrawn explains the Chiss ascendancy to him and Ezra's like, "I'm He's a Jedi. He helps people. The Chiss don't get me wrong, are kind of like iffy, but like they are just a race that was endangered for a while, you know?"
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like it'd be such an interesting angle if by the time Ahsoka and Sabine um go and find Thrawn and Ezra's with them, that they're just like friends and they're like, Oh yeah, we've come to we've come to work with each other and, and we and Ezra's like, I'm I'm trying to help Thrawn and and his people. I think that'd be an interesting angle. But in terms of, of content and what, what might yeah, sell and, I doubt you know, that, that would that's be why...
0: good. I just had to throw it out there because I think it would be an interesting angle, but I think you're right. There's no chance, but you know, if they do go in, they find Thrawn and stuff like that. He's with the Chiss Ascendancy in the Rebel sequel series or in the Mandalorian. You know, my boy Eli Vanto is going to be there, and that's all I care about.
1: I haven't even you thought have to of at Eli some Vanto. point. Wow, you are going to see him because he is a- yeah. You'll see him eventually. I mean, absolutely. Wow, I didn't, I didn't think of that at all. Because he's, he's kind of made waves in the Chiss. Yeah, and especially he's, if he's definitely Thrawn's gone returned up to
0: the Chiss Ascendancy, then. I mean, wow.
1: Yeah. No, there is a time gap, so something could have happened to Eli. You know, while Thrawn was gone, because we don't, we don't know how long. If if Thrawn is with the Chiss Ascendancy, we don't know how long he's been with them in that time. Because obviously there is a point um, at the end of Rebels and whenever we pick up on the sequel series that they're lost, you know. So we kind of need to find the means to an end there. How did they get back to the Chiss Ascendancy? Are they with the Chiss Ascendancy? What have they done in between? And, and that will be very interesting to see. And maybe that will be explored a little bit more in the mandalorian or maybe dave just set this up perfectly for the sequel series which i feel there should we should get some information on that pretty soon like i i desperately want a trailer for it um no i agree it's, it's dark. gotta
0: be you know it's it's just gotta be it's gotta be announced you know what i mean it's I thought, didn't we get some sort of announcement that was like, you know, one of those rumored things recently? It was like a couple of months ago. Am I forget, Am I thinking of that wrong?
1: No, there was a rumor that the sequel uh, series was going to happen. But what worries me is that we haven't gotten like anything. We haven't even gotten like a, a title card for it. But yet Star Wars was so quick to release a title card for the Bad Batch series, which is coming out soon. It's coming out next year. So why was that, you know, fast tracked? Yeah, oh, so I I agree. I don't I don't know Same what series. the hold
0: up is there on that, but you know, Star Wars when it comes to the TV side of things has been knocking it out of the park lately. So, I'll give them their little break here. Um and hope that it just
1: leads to better content <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Well, Another question that we have to answer is when will Mando and Grogu get to Typhon, which is a planet that we've seen in legends. And I believe it's also, um, it's a, it's canon now. Um, When will he get there? What will Grogu do when he's placed on the scene stone? When Ahsoka says another Jedi could seek him out. I feel that's not something that Dave Filoni and, and everyone else who's, um, writing the script. I, I don't think that's something that they put in without some sort of payoff or without the fact that there is a Jedi going to going to Tython to find Grogu. Could that be Ezra? Could that be Luke? Could it be another Jedi like Cal can You know, I, I agree with what you. What are when your you thoughts on that? Dave Filoni and all of them would never put something
0: like this in there without you know Without building on it later, um, I highly doubt if... So, first of all, I think they don't get to Tython until the very last episode of the season. Now watch. Tomorrow night, the episode's going to come out. They're going to be at Tython. I agree. And I'll be completely wrong. But I don't think they get there (laughs) until the end of the season. And the season ends when he places Grogu on the seeing stone. And maybe we get some, like, boots of somebody walking. I think they end this season with an unbelievable cliffhanger. I truly do. And I really don't see it being Ezra if it's going to be a Jedi. There's a chance of Cal Kestis. I think the best bets are Cal, Cal Kestis and Luke Skywalker. And I really hope it's not Luke. Because I hope, to be honest with you, I hope Grogu decides to stick with Mando and not become a Jedi. That's that's my my thing is because I think that's what's gonna end up happening at the end of the day, is Mando's gonna put him there and Grogu's gonna be like, I you know, I've grown attached to Mando too much, you know, I love this guy too much. He's been like my dad. And that, you know, that's it. Like he did that's what he decides to do. I mean what once again, you said what sells what sells is putting Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker at the end of this season. Or putting somebody in as a bridger. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It's just I feel like something like that would have been rumored, don't you?
1: It's it's very hard to believe that um let's say it is Sebastian Stan or or um the the guy who the actor who plays Calcas, I believe his name is Cameron Monaghan. It's very hard to believe that they just, you know, kind of came in and out the back door and then there was no, you know, rumor about that, uh, even if it is for just one scene. But. But, yeah, I just I I do think we're going to see a Jedi. I don't know if it's going to be this um, this season. It would be it would be an unbelievable cliffhanger if you see like the boots of somebody or um, he gets placed on the scene stone and then the season ends but, um, I don't, I'm not entirely convinced that we're going to get to Tython by the end of this season because we still have Moff Gideon, uh, who has not appeared or who has hardly appeared in season two, which we thought we were going to get a lot of him. And with the amount of interviews and information that Giancarlo Esposito, the actor who plays Moff Gideon, has said. Uh, saying like oh yeah like Moff Gideon fights a lot and he has the dark saber and I'm very skilled and I had to I had to stay healthy and I had to keep up with my physique so I could do all these stunts like when are we gonna get that you know we still have three episodes and and we're kind of leaning into speculating what's gonna happen these next three episodes but I feel we're gonna eventually see Moff Gideon and uh Mando fight especially now that Mando has the staff of peer beskar which ahsoka gave him at the end of the episode so he finally has something to combat uh moff gideon with and that's obviously that's one of those like again video game things where it's like yeah oh, you i mean pick up these things along cut the way you off for a your, bit that's for your exactly boss what fight, i thought you know? of when he ended up walking um, away
0: with it and he had it on his shoulder i was like oh here's my dark saber fighting weapon
1: <laughs> yep <laughs> exactly so Obviously, we're gonna get some some combat there between Mando and Mob Gideon, um, but I would love to see one of these one of these Jedi. You know, and and the theory that I did read about was maybe this Ahsoka told um, Mando to go to Tython and put Grogu on the Seed and stone. So, you know, kind of a shot in the dark for Ahsoka. But what if Ezra's the one that that goes and seeks out Grogu, and that's a way for Ahsoka to uh reunite with Ezra and bring him back. But again, that sounds that sounds plainly simple and that would kind of eliminate a Rebel Sequel I mean, series. I it makes but sense. I, I would Maybe it
0: maybe it transitions Grogu from you know from the Mandalorian into the Rebel sequel series. You know, because Ezra takes him and tries to train him. But then again I how do you make the Mandalorian without Grogu. Yeah. Like how do you do it? We've had this conversation many times, you know. We originally thought that this was gonna be a show about the Mandalorian, a bounty hunter who was just like it's gonna be cool, it's gonna be a a Star Wars guy walking around in Star Wars for eight episodes and we were just gonna love every minute of it. But now we're kind of attached to this little child, you know? And Disney's there's no way Disney takes this child out of this show. There's just no way. The show is gonna end in Grogu is still going to be in it or Grogu will die, which would be the most tragic thing since the end of the Modern Warfare 2 campaign. But um, it would be unbelievable. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know, man. It's like you, like you said, we're getting into speculation. And one thing that I've learned with the Mandalorian is I might get one thing right an episode and everything else is wrong.
1: exactly yeah and, and you know so many doors have, there's you know more more questions that need to be answered than have been and when are we going to get more moff gideon are we going to see boba fett again it's looking more and more, more likely for Tan? boba fett huh uh, we'll, it really is and i feel like if there is any episode 2 See, Boba Fett. It's this one that comes out tomorrow. So, because if we're following the obviously season two and season one are different, but if we're following the structure, um, episode six of season one was essentially, um, kind of like another side quest where Mando has to break out this prisoner and with a you know group group of scoundrels and he throws them back in prison. Maybe we get something very similar. There were rumors that Bill Burr was supposed to be in season two haven't seen him yet maybe we see him in this next episode and given the fact that this is going to be the shortest episode of mandalorian we've seen with 32 minutes uh in length maybe it's prime position for another side quest for mando before getting into the meat of it like another uh yeah seven i mean eight, seven and eight seven i and eight, think eight, i think like that's
0: two part for sure where the finale is going to be a two-parter just like it was last time um yeah this is the episode like so I just have an odd gut feeling. I thought was starting thinking about this today. That he's going to go back and ask Cobb Vance to help him with something. And that's how he's going to run into Boba. You know, I know that sounds crazy, but like what? And then mm. I also saw this crazy theory, which, believe it or not, I, I'm not taking credit for anything. Um I saw it after I thought of him seeing Cobb Vance again. This was a theory I saw on Twitter that said um, he was going to go back to ask Cobb Vance for his help on something, which maybe Bill Burr and uh, like that group is hunting Mando down, and he needs Cobb Vance' health help. Health. What am I talking about? Help. Yeah, <laughs> he needs Cobb Vance. Give me your <laughs> Help. Um, and at the end of it. He gives him Boba Fett's armor back and is like, hey, you're not a Mandalorian, but you are worthy of this armor. And the episode ends with Boba in Slave 1 flying into Mos Pelgo, trying to go for the armor. And then it ends. And then we see Boba Fett later on. Because there is the rumors of the Slave 1 cockpit being built for Mandalorian. Um, I'm trying to think of ways that they're going to incorporate Slave 1. So, that
1: well? Not only that, but the fact that there was that they did create a you know a cockpit of the slave one, but there was also rumors that um they created a life size Naboo, yeah. But I believe I thought fighter, I thought that so, one was for gonna season see that? Three. Will Mando potentially go to Naboo? Yes, oh, was that for season three? Okay, well, now I'm a little disappointed because I would have loved to have seen an N1 uh, watch, or I'm, a new I'm, N1 starfighter. I'm in telling you, season. it's that season three, it'll be in the If we get Mando and Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope. <laughs> oh, dude, are you kidding me? We That's need why we all the answers we can get, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Exactly. Well, tomorrow we get chapter 14 of The Mandalorian, which. Um, Chris, I don't think a, a name has or I a title has been announced for this chapter. Is, am I correct on that? Yeah. So. Oh, easily. We're obviously I talked to, talk end to all on this information. So <laughs> if we haven't seen it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you're like the uh, watch <laughs> no. for Star Wars. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like we have we have exhausted all of our uh, theorizing. And we just have to wait for Chapter 14 of The Mandalorian, which comes out tomorrow, or I agree, Friday morning. Yes, um, and I'm, I'm looking night.
0: forward to it, and I'm sure we'll do – if that. it's as
1: amazing as this Ahsoka so episode
0: was, we'll, uh, we'll do a pod. If not, we'll probably see everybody at the end of the season. I said that in the last episode. Look at this. Everything I say is wrong. Don't listen to a word I say. The only thing that is true is the facts <laughs> that I read off of like a piece of paper. That's it. Everything else is wrong. So, no, but for real, I, I would assume we'll do a podcast at the end of the season. I mean, I, I don't know if you disagree with me on that, Zeno, but. Yeah, I mean, this better be the, I mean, this, the this greatest 30 be 32 minutes of my we're, entire we're life for us to do another, to another podcast. Um, but if we don't see you before then, we will see you at the end of the season. And uh, do you have any parting words, Zeno? You know. Oh jeez! I
1: hope we see Jar Jar Binks somehow oh, um, in the season. So uh, other than that, all right. No, well, I think I'm glad so we're, I done think we're done. We're done. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for putting up with us all over the place with the theories, but we're just passionate, and so many questions that need to be answered for season two of the Mandalorian. Only three episodes left, so uh, we'll see you.